Hey, James. Ben, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I, I, I'm tired, actually. I, I stayed mm. up for the uh, for the Apple event, and then I stayed up again last night writing an article about the Apple event. So uh, that's okay. We're, we're power, powering through here. The one good thing about living in, well, one of the many good things, I should say, about living in uh, the Californian time zone is that it's it's perfectly timed at 10 a.m. in the morning for me. So yeah. I didn't have to do that. What one one p.m. or one a.m. here? So did oh. you did you watch it live or? I did. I I mean, yeah. This was this is a big deal. Like a new product category is a big deal. I I don't think I I wasn't going to miss it though. I have to say the live stream. I, I watched it live as much as I possibly could. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it worked by the time the watch rolled around. So yeah. Um. All right, well, I think we'll get to that in a little bit. Um. Uh, I, I did mention last week that we've gotten a ton of follow up over the last few weeks, particularly um, to the console episode. Actually, I think, mm. I think um, there's one. There's one. Um, there, well, there's two clarifications that I want to make in particular. Um, one, which was after we recorded, I put another post on Stratechery. Uh, basically, I guess they're, they're related. Like my my whole argument here about consoles is my original piece was saying that consoles were basically dead, and so me changing my position is is not saying that consoles are going to thrive like i i don't think there's really much of a growth market i think it's i think it's capped um and it's capped by all the by, by these other products there or you know like that are good enough um my I, I think it will struggle but i don't think it's going anywhere it's not going anywhere because not just because of the integrated design stuff but i think the other thing i didn't get enough into is just the the money in mobile is is a real problem um, but that money like, so, mobile has only been well, a problem in the past. Right? Well, well, I mean, there's, there's really no evidence. The, the only evidence is that it's actually getting worse, not better. I, arguably, I mean, outside of again, very specific examples, like certain, you know, pay to play games. Um, anyhow, the, I, the, I, I might be wrong about this, but just in general, I just want to make quick, I'm not, people send me articles about like, Oh, this game publisher is going to business or so-and-so struggling. Like, no, I, that's not a, that's not a refutation of my position. My position is that I think there will be another generation. Um, I'm skeptical of the Xbox. Uh, well, at least prior to this whole Minecraft thing, which is interesting. Um, I think Sony, for, there will for sure be a PS5. Uh, actually, I could see a future where Sony kind of wins out and they're the only, they're the only console. Um, that probably makes more economic sense. Uh, because again, you, the competition is no longer going to be within console. It's going to be a competition for users' time broadly. Um, right. anyway, I just want to make that clear. Like I, cause I've gotten quite a few notes saying like, Oh, so-and-so struggling. You're wrong. Like, no, I mean my, because Christian, professor Christian did say in the book that like the, basically the industries that are disrupted are, um, screwed. I, I, I should get the exact quote. Um, my whole point yeah. is I think, I think there's a, I think there's a, uh, there's a break point. There's a break point where, yeah, they're not going to grow anymore. And the, the industry next to them is going to get way huge. And the danger there is that some essential part of the niche deserts it and then nothing's right. left. And, and so my point is, eh, I think for console specifically that. Well, there are examples to, there are examples out there that, that demonstrate exactly what you're saying. So if you think back to mini computers, like it's pretty hard to go out there and buy a mini computer right now. But if you want a mainframe, like IBM still has a reasonably solid business and, that's after seeing mini computers, personal computers, um, like laptops, handhelds, like mainframe computers still exist. So there is certainly 
again, I, I think the theory is enlightening. It's not necessarily entirely black and white, and it's not to say it's going to get white like the the um, the console market is going to get wiped out. But I just I feel like it's one of these things where um, you need a you kind of need an ecosystem surrounding it, and I I worry that like you say, like some essential niche piece starts to disappear or the numbers required to make it interesting for the software developers to continue developing these incredibly complicated and expensive games. Like they just don't make sense anymore. And then it, it just, you get into a death spiral when something like that happens. But yeah, I, I, I hear you. So I think what's interesting though, to think about the consoles and to think about this, this kind of, this has kind of been an ongoing debate we've had about this is um, I think it's almost an example, again, because I think what's really struggling in consoles is kind of the middle ground, right? The mid-sized publishers are all in trouble or mm-hmm. going out of business or being acquired. There's indies that are doing okay, and there's big publishers that are muddling along, you know, with sequels and stuff like that and franchises. Right. Um, but again, it, it's it's going back to our whole jungle sort of thing where there's the, right. there's the big trees that are general purpose and cover lots of people, but they're never going to be the best. Um, or rarely. And then there's the, the little guys that are do something really unique that appeal really strongly to a specific segment and they're doing okay. It's the people that are kind of in the middle and for consoles like that's, that's, that's almost Nintendo, right? Cause they're, they, they wanted to be kind of like the accessible cheaper option. They're still doing okay in some ways because they, they have a very dedicated fan base for, for their style. But mm-hmm. as a, as a company broadly, like they're obviously struggling, um, in the TV console business, especially. And I just think it, I almost feel like the more you look and this is, this isn't just about journalism. It's about, uh, modern economics broadly. Like the more, the more, uh, the less friction there is in any sort of economic system. I think you, you get this very strong bifurcation. Mm, Modern, modern economics with the internet applied. Right. No, exactly. And it, well, basically it's what, what the key thing about the internet is, uh, I wrote this a long time ago, but it this removes is friction. This an awesome article. I love that article, by the way. That's amazing. We should link to that. Everybody listening should absolutely read that article. It's so cool. Um, yeah. But basically the whole point is like the internet removes friction. Like, and the, the problem for so many businesses is that friction is where money is made. Like people pay to, avoid friction. The net result of that is with the loss of friction, um, you can make it up in volume, which is where you can kind of the big scale players, or you have people who doing something that wasn't previously possible, but they can do it now because enough of the friction has been removed. And so that's where the niche players come in. And so that's why both of these new kind of businesses are possible. They're both possible because of removal of friction, but the way it plays out in the two, the two are very different. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a ton of sense. So anyhow, um, I thought that the, I thought all this was an interesting segue to uh, the, well, we've talked about the iPhone and, and, and all that sort of stuff, but I think that to the watch and to the watch in particular, um, basically, uh, you know, the, 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 the watch industry, I think is pretty bifurcated. It's the, the, the kind of expensive Swiss watches on top and then mm. the, a big hole. And then there's, there, I guess there are some mid range players, um, but the, and then the cheap quartz based 
you know, ones at the bottom. Mm. And kind of the consensus seems to be among among watch people anyway. And we can have a discussion about whether watch people are like phone people in 2000, 2007. <laughs> um, is that all the middle players are screwed. Like they're, they're, why would you, why would you get that when you could get this basically? And which is interesting because that kind of seems to fit with the lots of the other patterns that, that we've been talking about. Yeah, this is interesting. So I, I must, and we've talked about this previously and I, I, I am a big believer that Apple's edge always lies at the, the point at which a new category is created because they have, they, they think about the entire user experience, they control the entire stack. And so I've been really bullish about this phone. And I talked about, I remember talking to you about how I, I arrived in an airport in the US and I really wanted to book a hotel on my phone, but I had this crappy Nokia that couldn't really do it. And I was dreaming way back then, I think it was 2006 of like, gosh, I wish my phone had a decent internet browser. And you made the point like, okay, like I, I understand what you'd want in a phone in terms of the evolution. And yeah, you're, you're bullish about Apple um, being really good at the point at which a new product gets introduced but what's the use case that gets you really excited about a watch? And, you, you know, Ben, you kind of had me stumped a little bit. And I couldn't help but think back to that conversation when I was watching the keynote yesterday. Like, what are they trying to solve for? I'm I'm just, it kind of had me a little bit lost. Well, I mean, I wrote about this um, um, yesterday when I, when I stayed up late. Like, I went back and... Because the Apple, the Apple framed it this way, they said this is one of this is they put it on the level of the iPod and the iPhone and the iPad. So I went back and watched those keynotes, and what was striking about each of them is that Steve Jobs spent an extensive amount of time uh, explaining what the point was before you ever saw the object. Right. Like he set it up, he framed it, and then he introduced it. And like just to be clear, like this isn't like. Steve Jobs is a master salesman, but this is this is sales 101, right? You you need to construct the frame in which you introduce the the object, right? You need to highlight the need or create the need in the customer's mind and say, "Whoa, look, here's the problem, here's the solution." And you don't just you don't just throw it out there. Yet that's exactly what Apple did. They just threw it out there. It's funny because it reminds me again of another conversation we had about Apple quote unquote growing up. It's like, how, how can you like, yes, this object is beautiful. Yes. It's clear that they've spent an in, incredible amount of time filling out the design. Like I, 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 I was reading a review from like a watch guy talking about how beautiful the hardware is. And I have absolutely no doubt about that, but but and and your article again, it hits it spot on. Like, what is this trying to solve? And I I I I feel like they I think the closest that someone's come to describe well, maybe two things. Like one is there's this health piece, which is kind of interesting that there's this monitor that's always with you. But the second part is like there are moments when it just doesn't make sense to pull out your phone and you just want to get information off the phone quickly and easily. But it feels like if that was the purpose of it, it feels like they should have excluded more functionality out of the watch and been more explicit about, okay, guys, 
you need to tether this watch to the phone and it's not it's not going to be good when you, it comes to like entering in map information in fact we're not even going to let you enter in map information on the watch you're going to have to do it on the phone but then once you get going and you need to know which direction you're going like it'll buzz and it'll tell you and it'll be great for that but it feels like it I think you said it best. It feels like they didn't say no enough when they developed this device. I think that's that's exactly it. I mean, with a, <laughs> the thing is, is you actually need the phone, right? It doesn't it doesn't really work without. It depends on the phone for connectivity. They haven't really said what you can do without the phone. There, I presume you can do some sort of time tracking, or you know, I'm sure you can do some stuff like you want to go for a run. Um, but there's no GPS chips. You can't track your run. Uh, but but more broadly, like, yeah, that's 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 what I found so so surprising is Apple almost after every Apple event or a new product, the whole tradition is they get criticized for what they can't do. You, you Have you seen any articles complaining about what the iWatch can't do? Well, I mean, only, like, yeah, only that it can't, it can't operate without, it, only that it can't operate without tethering to the phone. And I feel like, okay, if it's got to operate tethered to the phone, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you could pull out as well. And I feel like one example of th this problem is you just look at that interface. I saw that interface and there are all these tiny little buttons everywhere. And I was like, that is not a very typical Apple way of doing things. Like 64. They're, 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 that's that's nuts. Like 64 buttons. That feels like someone just couldn't, no one no one could say no. How do you get to 64 of those little buttons? Well, here's no, this is this is the big problem. This is the big worry that I have. Um, and and longtime readers will know that the worry I expressed in the piece yesterday is actually not a new one. I, I had the same response to last year's iPad event. Um, basically, Apple app to me, what this watch is, is Apple has Apple knows their strengths and they've just. And sure, they didn't "quote unquote" shrink a smartphone down to a watch, but they 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 did in a way. They took all their strengths and they put it on the watch. So, like, what's Apple good at? Well, they have a great app store. Let's put apps on the watch. They have great industrial design. Oh, let's have great industrial on the watch. Let's 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 do this. Let's do that. And like, without I I I don't I don't sense there was a I didn't get the impression from the keynote that there was a deep a deep sense of what need is being met and only then let's bring our, let's bring our strengths to bear. I mean, right. it, it, and to me, the, the whole app component is really surprising because um, 
one, I, I do think there's an aspect of Apple. Well, this is this is a strength. Let's do it. But two, I almost wonder if it's like Apple's not sure what the watch should be used for. So they're yes. putting it there as like insurance so that let's let the app developers figure it out. And, and remember what like like let's think back to the iPhone that that people were clamoring to like let us develop for this. And Apple was for the longest time. No, we've got a few use cases. There are a few things this this device needs to do well. And we have control of all of them. And people love the device for that. Now, obviously, once they figured that out and they were very thoughtful about the way they extended it out to other devices, to other applications, other use cases, the app store came along and it's been a resounding success. But they certainly weren't relying on that approach from the get go. Yeah, I mean, it really does. um, It feels more it feels more like the iPad, right, where Apple was kind of kind of clear they weren't sure exactly what the purpose was i mean it's interesting Jobs' explanation like i went back and looked at all the explanations the one for the ipad was the shortest and it was also kind of the least convincing mm. um and yes the ipad's been a tremendous success I, I do i do wonder if like kind of the quote-unquote you know well not quote it is the slowdown recently is partly because the the absolute utility is not totally evident it's not it's not clear a for people who don't have one, why they should get one, and B for people who have one, why they should get a new, faster, newer, faster one. Um, and whereas I think the, I think there actually is, I think the iWatch really has the potential to be the next iPod. Where the iPod, what made the iPod brilliant, and I think I said this on the podcast, mm-hmm. I've written it a couple of times, but what made it brilliant was it, it started with the assumption that you were going to use iTunes. And yes. once you did that, that let you take off all this complex stuff from the iPod and put it and put it on the computer. I mean, I'm so frustrated about this because it seemed, I don't know, Apple is very smart and you're always getting in trouble by, by downing them. But this seems so obvious to me. Like anything that could be done better on the computer was done on the computer. And then the mm. iPod did what only a portable box in your pocket could do. And like, why, why would you not take the same approach with the watch? Why would you not do everything on the phone that's way better on the phone and do things on the, on the watch that can only be done on the watch? I mean, that's the whole, it's like watches, it, you, all you need to do is add like three things and it's already has way more functionality than, than the watch on my wrist. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it, it can tell time at a glance better. Um, the directions, like imagine if they, if they, that whole demo, the software demo, imagine if they only, they only did like control music and like, uh, and, and, and they only did control music. They only did the messaging thing where, where like pre-filled the responses, which right. was, which was so, that was such an Apple thing. It was so, it was so brilliant. And then number three, they did the, it gives you directions while walking. Yeah. And, and like the whole thing where the watch like literally it pings you and on your wrist in different ways. You don't even need to look at it. That's awesome. Like that. Yeah. that it, and, and let's, let's have the guy like actually go on a walk on stage, like, and, and see like, and people are like, Holy crap. I, I can't do that now. That's something I need. I want that. That's so much more powerful than drowning it in this whole host of stuff where they show it oh. doing it just because they can do it. Even when the, but the net result is that it looks kind of uncomfortable. 
Right. I, I like, and I had that moment when they were zooming in on like 64,000 photos or something. It's like, unbelievable. <laughs> why, why? I am not going to like go through my iPhoto library on my watch. The idea that I would even think about doing that is, is just crazy. That, I, that, I, that I, screenshot blew my, like the moment it came up and the, and when I rewatched it, like, how on earth did that make it into into the keynote? It's right. so obviously wrong. This is this is like if if anything, I wonder whether they've lost with jobs. It's like the ability to ruthlessly question those assumptions like that. And I mean, it, it's clear the eye of touch is still there. Like the 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 dial is the equivalent of the dial on the iPod. It just seems brilliant. It's like a really intelligent way of controlling the device. But the fundamental purpose as to why they just couldn't say no. And no, it, so they're missing two things. They're missing well three things. I think they're all interconnected. Mm. Um, and this is funny because this is uh, this is something a conversation I've had with people for for a long time. Is like even when I was back at Apple, Apple University, this is kind of ongoing feeling. Like, what is it that Jobs does that's so that's so valuable? I think there's three things that are interconnected. Number one, uh, he was the the chief of why. Like, what's yeah. what's the point? Number two, he was the editor in chief. Like, he was the guy that said no, and he said no, and it drove up the wall because he wouldn't say why. He would just say no, it's not right, it's not good enough. No, cut it. And he would, and then just eventually you get to a point where like, oh, yep, that's it. And like, it's like, I, it's like I did 50 other versions before it. Um, but he was the, he was the editor in chief. And then mm. number three, he was the salesman. Like he, he Jobs' is, Jobs' is mark, like outbound marketing acumen remains, I think, I mean, people talk about it, but I still think it remains his almost un <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable skill. And you see it even with like jobs, the one area where jobs was more involved in Apple than any other part, including even product design, like product design, he would go and say no a ton. But when it came to Apple's advertising, like jobs literally approved like everything. Um, like he was deeply, deeply involved. And I think I feel like you see that in Apple's advertising since then. And like it, it worries me, this whole like Apple's bring, has brought advertising in house and all that sort of stuff, because who? Who has the vision to drive that? Um, and I, I almost worry you see all those things coming to bear or you saw it come to bear yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, on the on the other hand, there's like a little voice in the back of my head. I I used to be a Slashdot reader when, <laughs> when the iPod was introduced and there's this famous Commander Taco who used to be like one of the, one of the, um, the head dudes. At, yeah, he, um, he was the founder. Yeah, of Slashdot. And what did he say about the iPod? It's like on the introduction, he's, he's like, um, uh, gosh, it was something like um, less no wireless, less space than a nomad lane. And yep. it's like, I, so I hope we're not doing that. But it just does what? feel like this, the, the why, that first thing that you're talking about, the why, and even the second thing, the editing. Like the why leads to all the things that you lead out, leave out. And it just feels like they haven't been as typically ruthless as they usually are in that process. Well, I mean, the, 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 yeah, that's the, I mean, I, I was try I tried to be pretty circumspect, especially at the end of my article because I, I'm pretty bullish on, and this is, this is, the, there's two questions here. I'm pretty bullish on the, on the wearable thing. Um, I think 
as I've written for a long time, I think it is the inevitable sort of next step. Um, as I also wrote, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's, I, I do think it will be the center of our computing eventually. A- and I guess if you think about, if you think back to the, to the iPod, the iPhone is the evolutionary iPod, right? But you, you started, it started as an appendage and then it became the main thing. And now the iPhone is the main thing. And and it seems like the wearable ought to follow a similar path. It should be an appendage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is an appendage in fact now, but it doesn't feel like it is in design. It ought to be in design as well. And then eventually in five or six or seven years, when we have miniaturization advances and we have battery advances in particular, then I can very much seeing it being the, the core the core computing right. device in our lives that's when the app store is appropriate. That's when yeah. all this stuff is appropriate. When we have all these, all these other things solved. And I guess what's Apple's rush? Like what they, 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 all, yeah, like totally. I, I can't help but wonder whether this isn't Tim Cook starting to feel the heat, you know, like you've been in charge for all this time. Where's the new product? Like everything you've done has only been stuff that Steve released. Where's the thing that you've put out and the financial, like he's, He's, he's talking to like folks in the financial markets that, you know, instituting the share buyback. That's like something that I feel like wouldn't have happened under old Apple. And I wonder if that pressure is starting to get to him because this doesn't feel like an Apple release. This feels to me more like a Google release. You know, we're going to chuck a whole lot of stuff against the wall and we're going to see what sticks. And there's value to that approach, but it's just very different from the approach that they've taken traditionally. I do think it is the future in in the long run, and I guess almost because I I have a heart. It just I don't see who is going to do it better than Apple. Like I I I don't think it's the best possible product because it does mm-hmm. too much. I think simpler would be better. I think doing less would be better, and then iterate. Um, but who is going to who is going to do it better? And as you said, like Apple clearly still has it from the industrial design perspective. I mean, totally. I, I, ben, like I, I like this is what's so unusual. Like we're talking about a new Apple product introduction, and I mean, I, I you know maybe I'm a little bit more skeptical than I used to be about all their releases, but we're still wondering. I mean, <laughs> the crazy thing is that I, I'll. I could probably be convinced to buy one just because it's like, it looks cool and I'm super curious about it and what it's like, but I don't, I don't feel that burning. Why? And, and the way they presented it, I I don't. And and that's just so unusual that there's this new introduction and it's almost like, it's almost like appeasement as opposed to like, we've sat on this until we figured out exactly what that was. And these are the reasons why, that you need it. And this is the problem that it helps you solve in your life. And then we're going to extend it once we've built on that, that initial, that initial like ground floor, it just feels so different to what it has in the past. Especially the app thing, man, that, that just really, it really surprises me. Like, why would you not want to first make the market and then, and then use apps to, to explode the market? You know, I mean, and not just that, because but having an outward-facing SDK is is limiting, right? Like you, there's a lot of stuff that you can't change once right. other people are depending on it. 
And I, I don't know that, 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 that really surprises me. And again, I just wonder if they're not, they, they want someone to figure out the killer use case. And I mean, again, it's interesting. I, I still think it's going to sell well, but I, I worry that this dies a different death. It, it dies the death of like people buying it. It's 350 bucks. Like that's, that's within the, the realm of affordability for lots of people who love Apple stuff, but they buy it and then it kind of sits around like gathering dust. Well, like, kind of like some people argue the iPad has. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. And yeah. Right. I mean, it's funny you say that because that's exactly the same, the same, the case with my iPad as well. I'm almost at the point where I'm thinking about selling it. I just don't use it enough. I, I don't know. It would be a shame to think that they had, uh, they had a shot with defining the next category and they blew it because they let it out of the bag too soon without a clear sense of what it was that this was solving. I don't think it's too soon though. Like I feel like the time is right. I feel like the technology is there. Like I, and, and so that's why I wonder if it's, if it will be okay regardless. I mean, like I said, I think I thought the, the direct, the directions thing was super compelling. I Mm. think the watch becomes even more compelling in the context of the large iPhones, especially the 5.5 inch. Like people are worried about the 5.5 inch cannibalizing iPads. Well, the whole point is it's not going to be in your pocket. It's going to be in your bag. And if it's in your bag, well, it sure would be nice to have a means of notifications so you don't miss stuff. Right. Um, and so like it, 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 it's a nice kind of step in right there. Um, and so I, I, I see the, that, that that's why, that's why I, I, I'm not labeling it by any means of failure uh, because one, I see the market and two, I don't see, I don't see, there's nothing out there that I personally would, would want to wear yet. Um, and, and there, there, the, you can see the pieces there that are really compelling. There's just so much other junk on top. Yeah. Okay. So I want to, I want to ask you about a s- stuff on a slightly different tack. You've written a bunch about, um, is, do you pronounce it Veblen, Veblen goods? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I was just gonna, so for folks who might not have read your stuff on it, do you want to quickly explain what it is? And then I, I'd like to explore whether you think this fits that, that category or not. No, it, it's an excellent question. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, in, in general, the, the, you know, the supply and demand theory is that as the price decreases, demand increases, right? Mm. And so if you make something cheaper, more people want to buy it. Uh, a Veblen good is a good in which uh, when the price increases, demand also increases. And it's it's usually associated with um, goods that confer status, that confer prestige, things like luxury bags, for example. And so I, I originally brought it up in the context of the iPhone 6. And I think I wasn't precise enough. I wasn't referring to the, to the iPhone broadly. I think if the iPhone were cheaper, it would probably sell, it would certainly sell more. Rather, I was referring to the iPhone 6 in particular and the idea that I think Apple ought to be exploring higher price points, not because certainly there are a ton of people who prefer a larger iPhone. My wife would buy a larger iPhone no matter what the price was. Like she, her preference is driven by the screen size. Mm. But I think there are people who all things being equal would choose the smaller one, for example, but they will buy the larger one simply because it's more expensive. Um, and so I, my point is, I think there is a segment of the population that that looks at the iPhone as a luxury good, as a prestige good. I think it's primarily in Asia. And why shouldn't Apple deliver a more expensive iPhone so they can capture more of that? And I almost wish I had saved it because 
I think what you're driving at, it, it, it probably applies to the watch even more. Mm, so I'm curious about this because when I when the watch was released, I kind of had the opposite reaction. And maybe I'm thinking about this too much in the perspective from the perspective of people who are using watches for an emotional statement rather than for utility. And so the emotional statement is the more expensive Swiss watches. The utility is more like the Seikos and whatever. But uh, people buy those those devices and there's a there's very much an emotional job to be done they're making a statement about who they are and and the way they want to be seen and at least uh, i i wonder whether apple are going to be able to successfully move up to that space simply because and do you want to buy a device where it, I mean, yeah, I, I realize there's customization around colors and bands and faces, but fundamentally it's still the same device. And a big part of the reason people spend so much on these watches is because they, they, they are making a statement. And I wonder whether you end up wanting to make a statement of saying, actually, I'm the same as everybody else. It feels, it does feel different to a phone. Well, let's, I mean, let's, let's park for a couple minutes, the Swiss Okay. Comparisons. Yeah. I think it's super interesting. I, that's we started there, and then we quickly left it. And I, I do think it's a great place to go. Um, when it comes to a Veblen good, I think the gold phone, the gold watch, will be a will will be more like a Veblen good. In that, uh, I think I expect it to be extremely expensive. I'm thinking like three thousand um, mm. dollars. I for sure in the thousands. Uh, and I think it will be primarily driven by people that want people to see that they have a gold watch or that they have the gold, the gold Apple watch. And, um, and yes, that, that is playing in the same area as the Swiss watches for sure. But um, my whole point is I, I think Apple is not, I, I don't think Apple is just, I I thought it was really interesting. The whole all the bands, all the different materials. To me, different than other products, Apple's right out of the bat coming with a segmentation approach, looking to looking to fit different parts of the market. And I think the gold one in particular is very interesting from that from that perspective. And again, I think it's I know everyone accused me of thinking everything's about Asia, but I do think it's I do think it's very much about the ostentatious, I'm gonna show you how wealthy I am, you know, a, yeah. Asian market. It's kind of it's it's interesting because I, I do feel like there have been very few examples of um, of uh, uh, electronics companies taking their products up market to that extent successfully simply because the life cycle of electronics does not lend itself well to investing in a device where the materials are so expensive. Uh, I mean, it's you you spend however many thousand dollars on a Swiss watch and it's it's last for generations. You spend however many thousand dollars, if that's what it ends up being, on an Apple watch, well, the materials themselves might last that long, but it, it's going to be 12 months and you've spent three grand on this thing that's now outdated because Apple just released watch version 2.0. I think the iteration speed will be interesting. I wonder. I, I do wonder if it's going to be, um, if, if it will be yearly or if it will be slower. Let me ask a different question. Uh, have you ever seen anyone carry a Virtu phone around? So there are Virtu stores in every airport in Asia. Like, yes. so, so I've, I, I've def, I've def, and they've actually, most of those have popped up relatively recently. 
So I, I don't know their financial. I knew, know that they're, you know, they've fully embraced Android at this point. Um, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't know that. I'm, I, I'm, what, what's your reaction? I don't know if you've actually seen anyone use one of these things in the wild. I have not, but what would your reaction be if someone pulled out a Virtu phone? I mean, I would certainly be interested to know why, why they got it. I, I guess. <laughs> exactly. No, I, no, but, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, maybe again, I think it really is a cultural thing. Like you see people, like if I were to walk down, if I were to walk outside and walk my, the gym I go to is about 300 meters away. If I were to walk to the gym, I would see double digit Louis Vuitton bags. I'd mm. see Chanel bags. I'd probably see at least one Hermes bag. Like it's like, it, it's just so different. It's not like that in the States. Like, no, 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 I get that. But they don't, they don't, they're not relying that their, their fundamental performance isn't relying on something that's, uh, that's, being made outdated on a 12 month basis. No, for sure. For sure. But the point is like, once, you know, once you're getting into that territory, you're not particularly concerned about, like, I don't think, I think you and I own Swiss watches because they're like, like mine was a gift from my in-laws when we got married and it's very meaningful to me and, and I love it and I take good care of it. Um, but I think when if you're at like virtue buying wealth and you're in the whole point is to be ostentatious about it, you're not particularly concerned that's going to be out of date in, in a year. So, so the aim is actually to buy something expensive that doesn't last for very long uh, to make a statement in and of itself. That's interesting. No, it's, it's like, to buy something expensive because it's expensive. Like it, it, it doesn't the, the fact on, that it goes out of. But this is the equivalent of burning money. Like you buy a Swiss watch, the value holds over the course of its life, right? You could you could conceivably turn around and sell it. Like it's it's not like you drive it off the showroom floor and it loses half its value. These things, you walk out the door with one of these watches and it's gold. It doesn't matter. It's gold. Like in 12 months time, the value is going to be a fraction of what it was. And it's almost like the job to be done is to, <laughs> I can I can burn cash, people. Look at me. That's exactly it. The, mm, the, the job to be done is to show how wealthy you are. Mm. Like, and it's I mean, absolutely, it's absolutely a cultural thing in, um, in, I think most Chinese influence cultures, part definitely in China. It is in Taiwan. Like people sh- like to show that they are wealthy. Mm. And that's, and that's, that that's the specific market I was talking about with, the, with the Veblen good idea. Like, and so, um, I think I do think there are different luxury markets like there. That, that's why like luxury goods are so huge in Asia, not just because there's a lot of people like they're good in Asia because Asians really like showing everyone how rich they are. Mm. That's really I mean, again, like, yeah, this is the advantage of <laughs> having you living over there, I guess, like it's it's going to be such a big market and the the cultural norms and the ways of thinking are just so different like i i would i on some level i'll be honest i would kind of find it repugnant if someone produced if this watch costs three grand and it's going to last 12 months i would i would be judging pretty strongly someone who rocks up to work or wherever wearing one but i'm just I'm just thinking about it from a very different cultural perspective and maybe given what you've just described, it actually makes lots of sense. No, I, I mean, I think that, and that's the other thing is like the, the, not going to get myself in trouble with stereotypes, but I think if you're operating with that mindset, I think you're much actually less concerned about the, the mystique or the, 
the emotional, like I don't, I think all those Swiss watches are being sold in Asia. A great many of them aren't because they're timeless heirlooms. I want to pass on to my descendants. They're being bought because they're really freaking expensive. And like, that's absolutely a factor here. And that's why, like, I suspect that the gold one in particular, I don't like, I think Apple is going after the Swiss and they're going after them in this specific market in particular. Like people aren't going to be, I think, as put off by the fact that it's, it's not as beautiful and as elegant as a Swiss watch because beauty and elegance isn't the point. Like people. This is scary. This, I mean, it just. And like, at what point does the emperor have no clothes? Like, at what point do they just like release a gold bracelet that costs a hundred thousand dollars and they're selling it because like that's the only rationale for buying it? Like, do you know what I mean? How far down that path can they walk before they run into trouble? I, I'm, it reminds me of um, I remember there was this this project I did back in business school. Like, it was like you had to do the pros and cons like Lego branching out into like all this character stuff. It's like how, uh-huh. how long do you lose like the fundamental essence of Lego and it's just become right. a sort of commodity. And it, I always think about that because since then, like Lego has like quadrupled in value and like is breaking records every single year. Um, I don't know. I mean, like every question that if, any question about the future, like you can make any sort of prediction. You'll probably be right eventually. Um, you know, I, I don't think Apple is going to sell a hundred thousand dollar bracelet, but I, I, I think from a strictly sort of, um, cold, cold blooded business perspective, like they, if presumably they need growth and we've had our discussions about whether, you know, companies should, the problems with that, but this is, this is why not like they, they can keep their folks in great products. They can avoid going down market. They can avoid competing on price and they can still drive growth by, by going even more up market. And it's not like they're abandoning their traditional, their traditional price points. I mean, if someone wants to buy a gold watch, why not let them buy a gold watch? Yeah. I mean, of, of, of course not. I, I just wonder, like it's, it's at some point though, you, your, your, I, I wonder whether you start selling horse-drawn carriages that are super expensive and that look very nice, but if the fundamental basis of performance, if you're not keeping up with the best, then if someone, if my neighbor went out and bought a $200,000 gilded carriage, I wouldn't be thinking, wow, you have lots of money. I'd be thinking, wow, you're an idiot. You know, like you can't lose, you can't lose track of the fundamental basis of performance I, 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 I'm not necessarily saying they are here, but at some point you become detached from reality, right? No, I mean, I, I think, I think for, I think for, um, both kids are here. Um, oh, really? Are you going to put him on? I want to talk to them. No, no, no. They, 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 oh, come on. Um, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, for Apple, for, for sure, the, the, the long run, I mean, the thing with making a bag or making um, uh, some other sort of luxury good like that is it's a it's a timeless thing like bags right. aren't, aren't going away. Uh, the long term bear case for Apple is is whenever devices go away, like when, whenever you, you know, it's it's fully integrated what in your clothing or in an earpiece or you know something along the like the her sort of thing have you watched her yet i have not i need to do it oh uh, well you, at this point you should just not watch it so it can be kind of an ongoing meme 
with our podcast. Okay. <laughs> have you um, watched it? Okay. <laughs> and, and, that, and that point where it becomes much more about the cloud and services and it's not about the touch and feel of something. But I think we're, we're still a long ways away from that. We are definitely a long ways away from that. And I, I, yeah, I mean, but that's that what you just raised then is the point that 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 I were like, I'm, I'm curious about and maybe you've convinced me at least partly for Asia, it doesn't matter. But all these devices and all these people that Apple are hiring from LVMH and all these other places, they've made them they've come from industries where the fundamental basis of performance doesn't rely on technology. It's not something that changes on a regular basis. So they're able to create these timeless and very expensive bags or or whatever. And like the, the quantity that a bag is able to hold is not going to, to like if it's not subject to Moore's law, whereas all these devices that Apple are making are. And I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they cut that line between fashion and underlying technological performance. Yeah, well, I mean, fashion is very fickle, though. I mean, it changes all the time. So there's, I mean, there's, you can definitely buy stuff that's very, very expensive that is out of style. And yes, the, the functionality is still there, but the utility to the person who bought it, who is measuring the utility, not in its ability to carry things, but its ability to make them look stylish and to, you know, to give a certain level of prestige is just as decreased as a year old phone or a year old watch. Like well, I, 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 that's partly, I would, true, say, partly I'm, not. I'm going to use my favorite I mean, word. I think you might be over indexing on the, uh, the technical utility as opposed to the yeah. kind of emotional utility. I, I mean, the, there are like Birkin bags that are, that are considered timeless. There are Swiss watches like a Patek Philippe does not go out of style 12 months later. Yeah. There are, there are new ones, but it's, uh, and I, I feel like Apple's going after they're trying to play more in that space, but they haven't addressed the underlying technical utility. That being said, your point is well made. Fashion is fashion is indeed fickle. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think uh, it, it will be really interesting to see um, how much how much of the die is cast for for the iWatch. I mean, obviously, we have at least four four months, um, probably probably longer till it comes out. Um, would they like? Would they ever like cut functionality that they demoed? I mean, I, I you know, it's it's this is going to be unusual because again, normally it's people complaining that these things when they're released don't do enough. But I, I it would give me these guys, yeah, the, it would really give me. I would be really happy if they're like, you know, what we looked at this and we realized we were doing too much with it, and this is the main reason why people want it, and this is what the thing's going to do, and those sixty-four icons are going to disappear and. And too bad, you know, like I would actually feel good about that. I'm, it's just, they've added, it's, it's whenever you, whenever you come up with a new device, people don't really have a mental model for how it works. And if you try and jam too much into it, it confuses people. No, exactly. Yeah. The art is to like simplify it down to like, this is the problem you have and this is what we solve. And once you land, sure, then you expand, but it feels like they've, they've kind of jumped to the end before they've established in people's minds the, the the way in which these things operate in their lives. And it's kind of disappointing. Have I have I told the prescription drug story on this podcast yet? I'm not sure, but I think you should tell it again. And then I'll <laughs> let you know whether you've told it. I, I've definitely done it on some other podcast, so I'm sorry for repeating myself, but it's one of my all-time favorite sort of examples of this. Um, so you know on on TV when there's a, a commercial for, pres- for, 
or some sort of prescription drug. And yes. then like of the 30 second ad or a minute ad, like two thirds of it is spent explaining all the side effects. Right. It turns out like 80 to 90% of those side effects don't need to be disclosed. Right. Cause what are they doing? They're going like, you may have a slight dizziness for two seconds. You may go to the bathroom. You may do oh, this, all this little stuff. Wow. You may die. You may do this sort of <laughs> things. And like, wow, what's happening is there's, there's like one or two, like super serious potential side effects. But what they discovered is that by, by putting it in the middle of a whole bunch of stuff, the vast majority of which aren't a big deal, people just glaze over. Oh, they don't even gosh. hear it. It's like bad product management utilized to achieve an end. It's amazing. No, exactly. And, 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 but I love that example because it shows like the danger of, of, of doing too much is you, it's not just that you run the risk of not doing it all well. What's even more damaging is you limit the potential of the stuff that's really great because you drown it out and people just can't focus on it and can't grasp it. Yes. Yes. Ben, I think we should stop there. I think we've, we've made a very focused point. You like, <laughs> I, I, like we, we don't want to drown it out with all the other side effects that we could mention. I think we should stop. That's awesome. All right, cool. Um, I will go attend to the kids. Um, but we will, well, yeah, we, one thing I do want to say is we, we, we have another Apple podcast. We've gotten a f- bit of feedback. Like when we talk about Google, and I, we, I almost feel the problem with Google is there's so much to talk about. Like it's hard yeah. to know even where to start. But we hear the feedback. Oh, I'm sure we could talk about it for a very long time. It will at some point. Don't worry. Um, but this is Apple Week. And uh, yeah, it was good talking yeah. to you. You too, mate. Say hello to the kids for me. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a good day. See ya. That was good. That was like a good way of closing it out. Yeah. The, yeah. The, um, I, I was going to say there's a couple more points to be made, but I guess that would kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> what What else would you add? Oh, I think I think one thing that's interesting to discuss. I'm not sure if it's right for this podcast, though, is, um, you know, the iPhone was Scott Forstall and this was Kevin Lynch. And Kevin Lynch is like an Adobe guy who's in charge of Flash. And like the whole hire was weird from the beginning. And now it feels even more weird because um I, you you didn't get any it was his presentation in particular that was so problematic like there was no it was just look at all this cool stuff look at this look at this there was no focus to it there was no mm. rhythm to it there was no like this is this is important like and so you had to go back and pick out the pieces in that that were compelling which I did like so in the piece like I list out these are the compelling parts these were the really like stupid parts that should have been done beforehand and honestly, I, it, it almost feels like Apple like lost their nerve. Like we're, they're like, we're going to make this big fashion yeah. play. It's going to be expensive. And like, we got to, we got to put this stuff in to make sure to justify it. Like, like, oh, and one more thing. Like, what's the whole point with accurate time? Like, so, yeah, that was, seriously, that was the like, sales point of quartz watches back in the day. Like. Swiss watches. I was. I have a Mont Blanc. Like like Mont Blanc used to make watches a long time ago. Then they did pens, obviously, for a long time. They got back into watches like 10, 15 mm. years ago. I have the first model they made. Like it's. It, I actually think it's it's relatively valuable now. Um, it it it's so terrible at holding time. Like it gains like three <laughs> minutes a day. Like so within like three days, it's just like way out of whack. Um, right. and that does. It's almost. It's almost endearing. It's so bad. 
People aren't buying this thing to tell the goddamn time. It was just like they weren't buying the original iPhone to talk on the damn thing. It's, I know you, it, that that's exact. Yeah. Oh, why did I make that point? It's like well, selling the original iPhone on its voice quality. Yeah. Well, happily, I'm still recording, so I don't know. Yeah, we might just stick this in. Um, yeah, like another after hours. People, hello, everybody. We said we were going to stop, and now look at us running our drug commercial. Um. Yeah. No kidding. The the. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 what makes it so hard is. I wrote a piece earlier about where like anything that Apple sells is going to get some sort of big push just because it's Apple and there's going to be something compelling about it. And so it's really hard to say that it's going to fail because of this. It's almost a test of, it's a test of like what, what matters, like what, what, what goes into making a product successful? Because I, I, I don't see, I don't see simplicity and I don't see, um, really effective messaging and if it's successful despite that well that's that'll be interesting yeah i mean that that is saying yeah that it is this is an interesting a b test i guess if nothing else yeah i i, I do feel like the ipad is is interesting here like i i think the ipad is not is selling way less than it ought to and i put a lot of the way on apple like i wrote this last year like i think their marketing is is horrible i th- i don't think they have any idea like I feel the iP- the iPad was very much Steve Jobs' baby, and I feel like the the current team just has no idea why it exists, what the point is, and so they just kind of it's just kind of muddling along, and um, I don't know, and I just it just really worries me that all the criticism, like I'll I'll, I'll send you the links, I'll put it in the notes, I guess all the yeah. criticism I levied against the iPad event last year, like I could have changed the names to watch, and they would have applied to this event this mm. year. This is yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like what I'd do to the iPad, that's an interesting, or what we we would do to the iPad to change it, that's an interesting and a secondary conversation. But it, I, yeah, it's interesting to think that they are both subject to the same problem potentially. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no killer use case to. I mean, I. I f- I feel like it's, I, I almost think that Amazon have got it closer to right with what they're doing with the fire, where it's, it's very much a content consumption device where you, the, the thing that's stopping me from using my iPad is I feel like I always have to load it up. Like, I feel like it, it needs to be like prime to be ready for use. And I just don't have time to like, to sit down and like make sure everything I want is on it. It's just, it's, that's the frustrating thing. Whereas Amazon's model where stuff's in the cloud, you know what, you just want to watch it. Here you go, away you go, bang, you're off, you're off to the races. I think that makes much more sense for a tablet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think the one thing with the, with the iPad is it's very compelling for reading, but um, the Twitter app on my phone is like tweet app on the phone is, is so much, tweet bot, sorry, is so much better on the phone than it is on, on the iPad. Like it's very frustrating to go back, and then two, it always feels like it's out of sync, and so I have to find my spot. It's almost the same yeah. sort of thing. Like the friction of getting to the place I want to be to consume content isn't is too great to overcome. Is too great, and it overwhelms the iPad's like advantages of being a larger screen. I, my, my iPad is it's indispensable to me, but that's mainly because of paper. Like I have a very I have a, that one killer use case that can only be done on the iPad. Um, that's, I mean, it sounds like the like the way you're describing it and the way I'm thinking about it, it does start to sound like the the edge is starting to 
the edge is starting to go to the cloud providers where it's it's much more the bigger device is actually a thin device that's much better synced all the contents in the cloud like you don't lose your place etc cetera, etc cetera. whereas the 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 more local client model keep all the stuff down here and then it will do its best to try and sync with stuff on the internet it doesn't feel like the ipad i mean that, I think that's somewhere in there is part of my frustration with the iPad right now. Yeah, that's interesting. And the, well, the other thing with the iPad too is it's it's a less personal device than the phone or or than this watch, for example. And and it's almost like the farther away it gets from your body, uh, the hmm. the bigger challenge Apple Apple has. Wow, um, that's interesting. And that's all the reason why why I, I am, despite it all, still relatively bullish on on the watch. I I I think it's I, I think it's compelling. Like I think well, the whole idea is compelling. Um, yeah. And it, I'm actually more convinced of. It's funny. It's, <laughs> since the keynote, I'm actually more. I, I'm actually am more convinced of the utility of a watch than I was before. Like I thought that map demo by itself was so awesome. Right. I was already convinced on the notifications thing, especially if I can control them well. And I thought the reply to notifications was great. I think the I think the little like drawing drawing things to your friends and family and even the heartbreak, I think that's actually gonna be a pretty big deal. No, I think so too. I think that's really cute. Like that's the kind of thing that might get me over the line. But God, why can't they take I actually why couldn't they focus on that? I know why take out all the other stuff, please. They could have they could have taken out all the Stuff the iPhone's shit. better at. The shit. They could have just imagine. Imagine they came out like this. Um, Tim Cook says one more thing. Like I said before, I thought the wrist was interesting. Let me tell you why. There are times we think the phone this is the best phone in the world. It's, it can do more for you than anything else can. But there are times where it's a little inconvenient, and that sounds amazing to say for this little thing in your pocket that does everything. But there's times it's not perfect. There's times I'm running late to you guys. We're building a new Apple campus because there's buildings everywhere. Sometimes I'm going mm. to a meeting and and I bump into someone because I'm looking at my phone to get directions. Or maybe there's other times where you know, like I, I I try to be more active and I got this I got this extra device, but it, like just having a single thing that did only that it wasn't it wasn't worth it wasn't worth the trouble. Or I, I got this new amazing big screen iPhone, but I carry a bag and sometimes I don't hear it ringing. Or you know, I want to signal my wife at a party. I want to control music. I don't want to have to pull. It's it's rude to pull pull something a out. Fun out, right? Like, what if what if there was a way to take that specific functionality that a phone's not so great at, and to give you a way to do it seamlessly? <laughs> I feel like I want you've to just done a more compelling job introducing the why than the CEO of Apple did. Like a couple of days ago. And that's what's so frustrating. To me, it's it's not this isn't comp, this isn't rocket science. No. And and then and then you go and he takes what five, ten minutes to do that. I know Apple wants to keep it under two hours. They do their they do their video and then and they and then they they walk through it and they say, Okay, what did you do a demo? And then what does the demo do? The demo the demo expressly answers the problems that were raised. And there's three or four killer examples. And then and it's, it's, an, it's and a North Star for the product, right? It, no, it, is, that's the problem. That's why this why is so problem. The, 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 the big problem here is not just in that Apple's uh, advertising might be problematic. The problem is the way you get a product 
manager to say no is by first making sure he understands what the point is. Because right. once you like this, is I, I was talking to someone about like a job. They're, 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 they're bouncing two job offers. And I'm like, the way I think about these things is you don't think about the job. You think about like, you, you make extremes, A or B, which one would I choose? And then like you figure out your priorities. Once you know your priorities, making decisions is easy. Yeah. Like the decisions yeah. are still hard and, the, and it's it sucks. You, you know what, but once you know the trade-off, you can lament what what is on the other side, but at least you know why you're making it. Right. And they haven't done that here. And it's that's that's what I feel is frustrating both of us. It's so... And they don't normally do this. I know. It, 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 and again, it's not, and you can say, oh, that was job style to do that. And, and they didn't do that. But the problem is the demo demonstrated that they hadn't done that, in my opinion. Because if you had done this, I just don't see how there's 64 apps on the screen. I don't see oh. how you do like s- scrolling through movies, like on, on a watch. Like you don't do that sort of stuff. You, you only do what's awesome and what's compelling. And oh, you you certainly would yeah. find time to do the stupid payments thing. Like they they hurt their own payments initiative by not showing the watch doing the payments. Like that's what makes the payments compelling. Like pulling out your phone is only marginally better than pulling out your credit card. Like and the whole problem with people trying to show payments is that credit cards are pretty damn convenient. But when you show the watch compared to doing the credit card, where you don't even press the button, like this, your skin against the back of the watch is your identification. Like. That is, that is, why didn't they demonstrate it? Instead, they wasted, they wasted time showing freaking planets in the sky. They wasted time showing people searching for whole foods. What was that? It was just, what was that? I mean, there there was no need. The issue wasn't a lack of time. The issue was a lack of focus. And, and that makes me concerned, not just for Apple's keynote, not just for Apple's advertising, but it makes me concerned for what that says about product development within Apple. Uh, okay, now I think we should stop because I completely agree, and it's it's worrying, and it's yeah, like this is what's made this company great in the past, like their ability to write, like it's as much about saying no as it is about saying yes, and that's what and that's what that's what's really concerning is they can make a freaking video like they did last year that's all about saying no. And, and once you get into this place where you start believing your own shit smells better than anybody else, and right. you don't even notice when you're missing out, like that is a huge danger sign. This was a bet. Like, I, I feel like this was a Samsung product with better industrial design. That's what was presented yesterday. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, they had a couple of, they had a couple of, they, you know, what's even more disappointing about it. You're right. They had a couple of really well thought out, cool like um, reimagine the way this happens type features in it. And they buried it under piles of shit. Yeah. They didn't recognize like they didn't. Yeah. I uh, honestly, the, the, it, it's funny. Cause the more I watch, like I watch, I, I watched it during live. Cause I did a live chat with, with some of the Shrekery members, like the access members, but I rewatched it again on my own just so I could concentrate on it. And what I took away from watching it the second time was one. I liked the watch even more. Uh, the physical what do you mean watch. By that? Oh, the physical, the, the phys- like I, I liked, I, I liked the way it looked. I loved the band thing. I love the segmentation approach. I think it was really, sm- I think it's really smart. I think it's gonna be successful. I loved the, I love the, the little spinner thing. Um, the digital crown even more. Like, I think, I think that's really compelling. Um, and three, like I was even more troubled by the whole software side of it and the way it was presented. And, uh, it, like it was basically like my my opinions like 
ex- diverged even even more to an extreme. And I think there's something to the fact like there is continuity with the old Apple when it comes to hardware, and there is discontinuity when it comes to the software. And it's very troubling that that was so apparent. The true mark of intelligence, apparently, is being willing to admit that you've made a mistake and change your mind. So it's I'm curious to see what happens over the next few months. I hope they resolve what we've talked about because I think it's a big deal. I I, I just I I mean yeah I I hope so too, but I don't see I don't see much evidence. I mean that would be that would be amazing and like that would be the best possible i mean we're being so presumptuous here saying that we're obviously right and apple's obviously wrong that's obviously a really dangerous <laughs> place to be yes um, always but if, taco. if we were yeah if we were right and they changed it that's like there's kind of this this big meta question for apple is can apple like how long can apple do this can they live forever can they build something that's sustainable and if they came out and like actually cut stuff and said well we wanted this really well like that would be like man there is something in this culture that's incredible yeah and if they don't again i'm not what i i say that to say if they did that would be amazing if they don't do that i'm not saying that means they're doomed i'm just saying like that would be pretty incredible and kind of um not has never been done before what's the word um unprecedented uh, yeah. I'm not holding my breath. No, me either. Like it's a serious case of humble pie, humble pie to come out and say, you know what, we we had too much stuff in. We're going to take it out. Though I can't help but think it would be well received. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. The digital the thing with the digital crown is it's so compelling. Like I almost feel like they wasted it, right? Because if it was just digital crown and touch, like in tap, like don't let's not have any swiping. It's not, like there, it should be. Yeah. What if you They're, what if you right. constrained yourself to that? Like what, and and you had the thing like I mean, like what? Wh- yeah. Why did they do the demo with no iPhone? Like to me, what's so compelling is having something on my phone and then like searching for a map or a place on my phone yeah. and then having it show up on the watch. We didn't even presumably they, that can happen. We never saw it. They were almost embarrassed about the fact that it required the iPhone to use it. Like they buried it in these couple of little mentions. Whereas really, I think I would have embraced you exactly, embrace that. exactly. They should have doubled. They sh- rather than be embarrassed about it, they should have doubled down on it. It's and, like, you know and, what? And here's the thing. Like I, I'm sure in the, it again, like, I don't know if that's to justify the price that they're going to charge if that's what it is. But I mean, yeah, maybe it is the Tim Cook's worry about getting crap. I mean, like, I, I don't know, but like, go back into the iPod event. That's like the whole the iPod event started with ten minutes about about the digital hub and iLife and what we're doing with the apps. And it's like, well, what if we had a device that could talk back and forth with a thing? Wouldn't that be cool? We decided to do this. Where we do it, did music. Like, there's I, I framed it as there being ten minutes of of talking about the iPod. That was talking just about players. There was ten minutes mm. before that of like setting the broad, like where are we at, it, like big picture and um. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I, I completely agree. And, break. and the thing is, like, that doesn't preclude you from having a standalone watch in the future, right? The iPod didn't preclude Apple from having right. the iPhone. Yeah, of course not. And the, I, I mean, yes, absolutely. And the iPhone is now, like, the iPhone was originally you had to, like, sync it up. But now it's effectively standalone, right? You can buy it without tethering it to a computer for the most part. I, my, my phone has never been connected to my computer. Yeah, I mean, they, they know they can evolve like that. They've done it in the past, but they've always started as like, we're going to, we're going to 
fill in a gap in the ecosystem. We're going to land there and then we're going to expand out. And they've just, they've tried, I just worry they've tried to do too much. I know. And the, the problem is, is the, the, like the bigger area that you try to target, the more likely we are to get it wrong. Right. Well, and, Whereas and if, confuse people. When, not just that, but it's like, okay, I'm going to, like, I'm going to nail this one thing. If you focus on that, you're much more likely to get that one thing right. If you say, I'm going to do these 10 things, you run the risk of having several of them be wrong. And what's bad about being wrong, you can't undo that, right? If the app, if, if their SDK isn't right, tough luck, they're stuck with it. Right. Like you, in you, there's this, like it, it's not, there, there are very few things you can do where you can just like cut bait and say, Oh, that, that wasn't so good. Like you're, you're stuck with it and you have to unwrap it and you have to, you have to unwind it. And and the more you do, the more danger it is. And the problem is with any V1 product, this was so brilliant about Apple being so limited. With any V1 product, Apple was so good at, at, at knowing w- the right thing to do, but they were never perfect because there's always feedback you get from the market that, right. that knows, okay, I was, I was 80% there. And then the next one's 85% there. And then you get there, you get, you get to the iPhone 4, which is just like probably will go down as like the most perfect iPhone ever. I mean, obviously the new ones are better, but like that, that's where it was in time. Right. Where I I mean, the antenna thing, I guess, but like for everything else, it was, I mean, everyone had been circling in on that and boom, they just nailed it. Um, And, and it's almost like they're, they're, they're making it more difficult to get there with the watch because they're, they're, they're starting out by doing too much stuff. It's, it's easy to add things. It's much harder to take them away. Yes. Exactly. Oh, the one thing, the um, one thing my I think I've said this before, but the one thing my director always said said to me about like Steve Jobs, like he'd worked with him since like the nineties or whatever. Mm. When I said was like he said the most underrated aspect of Jobs was his patience, and he yes. he framed that as he was talking about like Apple getting you know lots of crap in the press and not not smarting off and talking back. Although Jobs obviously did that later on, um, but. But I think it's very applicable here. Like, I think Apple has a vision for what this watch can be, but there's a certain degree of patience in like, you like hold some stuff back and don't hold it back so you can drive upgrades. That's not the point. The the point in holding it back is making sure you get it absolutely right, right. and at the exact right time. Oh, and just you hear the stories of how long they sat on things in the labs until they were right. This wasn't the case of like, getting the upgrade cycle right this was a case of like we are going to get this right before it ships that's just the way it's going to be yep uh, mm. I, yeah it's it's a little worrying yeah all right well we're we're now we we went from having a shorter podcast to having a longer to having a longer <laughs> sorry people <laughs> all right sounds good well, i will talk to you soon sounds good mate take it easy bye bye